All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another podcast episode. Uh, I have Brad with me, of course. Uh, Brad, how are you doing? Doing good, Jack. I can't uh, can't be any better right now. My my Buffalo Bills came came away with a massive win on Thursday Night Football, opening up the season against the the Super Bowl reigning champs. So I'm doing pretty good. I know uh, I know you you're probably feeling pretty good too, huh? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I know uh, my Minnesota Vikings. They uh, went ahead and took the dub, the divisional dub against the Packers this weekend. That was um, pretty exciting. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not the best quarterback anymore in the NFL. Um, no, not a hot take. That's pretty accurate. But uh, what we have in store for today, uh, we're just going to do some um, NFL game recaps, um, some huge games over the weekend. Um, I think there was a couple ties. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump straight into it. Brad, you want to take this one? We're going to do uh, the Bills and Rams. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys listened to my last podcast, but you guys could have got the inside scoop on this week with the Buffalo Bills. This was this game was over before it started. Absolutely over before it started. The The, the Rams... You know, I don't know if the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing or not, but the Buffalo Bills came out and just pounded on the Rams this whole game from from special teams to defense to offense. Aaron Donald got through one time. Other than that, the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills stumped them. Ramsey got exposed by Diggs. He let up two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Um, Matthew Stafford, I don't know if the elbow is a big deal with him right now, but he is... Just he's just not looking like he was last year. I don't know. He it looks like he's lost some velocity on the football. Um, overall, I you know as being a Bills fan, it's hard to like. I don't know what to take away. I don't know whether or not the Bills are just absolutely loaded of a team, or um, or if the Rams are gonna have a, a, a downfall this year. Um, the way they played, if they played like that every week, I feel like it's not even a playoff team. Um, but, but yeah, the Bills came out and, and crushed the Rams 31 to 10. Um, so you had the first part of that when you were saying, you don't know what it was. Um, and you said the Buffalo Bills are either loaded or it's the Rams. I I didn't even listen to the second part of that because what you first said was like the most, the correct, the most correct statement. The Bills are absolutely loaded. I mean, if they don't, I'm just going to repeat myself. I sound like a. I don't even know what, what repeats itself often. Um, the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. If they don't, I'm going to stop watching the NFL, period. Um, the Bills are loaded, absolutely disgusting NFL team. They're going to be the best NFL team we've seen for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, As a Bills fan, I would say that... Um, there's no question. Yeah, it. I, it's pretty much it's a big disappointment if we don't make it this year. Um, Josh Allen ended that game with uh, the the highest passer rating of week one out of all quarterbacks. Um, they went into halftime um, tied 10 to 10, although the Bills turned over the ball three times uh, and um, ended up shutting out the Rams in the uh, second half, ended with seven sacks and three interceptions on the Bills' side. And it's just an all-out just, I mean, performance by the Buffalo Bills in this uh, in this Thursday night football game, a statement game. Unbeatable. <clears throat> Yeah, they look That's tough. That's literally how they played. They look tough. Um, Vegas has them going undefeated this year, and if they're playing like that, you know, name a team. Name a team that's going to beat them. I, I mean, actually, there is, you know what, there is one team, and they beat them <laughs> two years in a row in the playoffs yet now this year, and uh, we'll get to them later this episode who absolutely just tore it up. But um, we're going to move on to the next game here, and it was the Saints versus the Falcons. The Saints come out on top, twenty-seven to twenty-six. Um, what do you think about this game, Jack? Um, I think Jameis Winston. I mean, a hell of a game for him. I mean, coming off that huge injury that he had last year, um, wasn't really able to play for the New Orleans Saints, and and you know, with Sean Payton leaving, a whole new coaching staff, um, played a hell of a game against you know one of their one of their rivals in um, in the dome. So. I, I mean, Taysom Hill had a hell of a game, too. Four carries, 81 yards, and a tutty. I mean, 
What are you going to say about that? I mean, he was he was the leading rusher in that game. And Alvin Kamara was second with 10 carries, 40 yards. I mean, Falcons had the lead. What was it going into the third? I think they were up, they were up 13, yeah, they 13 were... 7, 16 7, and, yep. and James Winston just turned it around in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, they had, they, I'm pretty sure they had a, a, a big fourth quarter. Um, looks like they racked up 17 points in the fourth, just put it away. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Taysom Hill had a big game. Um, seems like he can play just about every uh, position. And Michael Thomas is f- officially back um, from his a uh, from his big surgery and his first yeah. game back. <laughs> and he came out and showed showed out like he never left. He had a great game. Um, how do you feel about Jarvis Landry there? I mean, you, he had a big game too. Seven receptions, hundred fourteen yards. Just no tutties. Yeah, it's promising. So. It's promising. You, you know, you know, it's if you guys do any fantasy, I think Saints are a big fantasy fantasy team this year because James Winston airs the ball out. Any team he's ever played for, yeah. they air the ball out, um, and they got receivers One over there. Guy. They got good receivers over there. They've got a lot of weapons. Um, the Saints could be a good team. You know, I I don't. You know, it's hard to tell off this first game because week one's week one, but it's also, you know. It's a pretty lousy. You get a good look. It's a, yeah, it's a lousy Falcons defense. Um, yeah, and you also. Which it's just a known fact. Yeah, um, which I guess to an extent showed out, but um, yeah, not a in big, that last half. Yeah, well, yeah, big NFC battle, and the uh, the Saints come out on top for this uh, this first uh, one o'clock slot Sunday uh, football match. The next one we got was a. Uh, this was game. this was a crazy one. Yeah, it was the Steelers versus Bengals. Yep. Um, twenty three to twenty, uh, Steelers. And I I actually remember, and I'm sure everybody watching Sunday football was getting the notifications. Joe Burrow was throw, throwing what four interceptions in the first <laughs> half. What in the world happened? Steelers defense must have just been lighting it up. I know TJ Watt got up there and grabbed one. I know Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, had one, possibly two. Um, they just, I mean, their defense just looked unbelievable. You know, unfortunate TJ Watts down with a, a pec injury. Hopefully it's not going to have to require surgery. But, um, yeah, they they looked good the first half. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers, yeah, with, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Mitchell Trubisky, the starting quarterback, you know, it wasn't horrible. 21 for 38, 194 yards, one touchdown. Um, average, yeah, pretty average, but... It's not, yeah, got, it's... Got it that's, that's who he is. I mean, he's just an average guy, and, <laughs> and um, I think... I mean, I was, I'm not sugarcoating him. Mitchell Trubisky is an average guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Najee Harris. I, he went down with an injury as well. That's is that that's correct, right? Uh, and, yeah, I know he's questionable. Um, I'm not sure I, they've come out with the details of the injury yet. But yeah, and I was I was gonna say I mean ten carries for twenty three yards, they had him kind of at a halt, pretty much the entire game. I mean, yeah. But the Bengals defense, you know, shows up shows up in these rival games for sure. But yeah, I, I want Najee Harris to have a more explosive game, and and you can't really ask much more from Mitchell Trubisky, you know, being that average guy. But uh, <laughs> the average guy, yeah. yeah I, I think mean, Cincinnati. I mean, they should have won this game, and. Well, I should have. I mean, I think the big storyline out of this game, I'm not sure if you saw uh, what exactly happened in overtime, but uh, oh yeah, the Steelers go down, you know, they've got a, a chance to put a field goal up, and they, they missed it. And then the Bengals go down, got a chance to win the game in overtime, they missed it. Steelers go Joke. back down, have a chance to win it <laughs> off the crossbar. Um, I think they Doink. they ended up getting the ball back, getting a second chance, and they put it away. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Was, uh, After what, five, four chances? Yeah. It, you know, I think it's funny. I think it happened last year week one as well. I'm not sure if it was the same teams, but something of that nature happened last last week one, 2021. So. <laughs> it's just the nature of the NFL in week one. <clears throat> yeah. Crazy stuff. Yep, a lot going on. But let's see here. The next game we got is the 49ers versus the Chicago Bears with a 19-10 final score. I liked this game. I liked I liked this game a lot. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about um, it. First of all, the, let's talk about the weather. 
I don't know if you if you I'm not sure if you watched the game a little bit or at all, but heard about it maybe on Twitter or whatever. But the weather was atro- atrocious. Yep. Yep. I mean, pouring down rain, puddles of puddles of water, rain in, in the middle of the field, splashing. I mean, guys are doing you know slip and slide, acrobatics, all that good stuff. This was this was like backyard football, in my opinion. This is how I. This is how Justin Fields must have felt. This is how. Um, and Ron's gonna say running game, but running game didn't really do that too much. <laughs> um, but this is this. I feel like this is just nitty gritty Chicago Bears football. I mean, everybody expected these this team to lose and this team to be an absolute shit show for this entire season. But they came out and 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 showed up against the San Francisco 49ers and um, kind of shut down Trey Lance. So I I like the Bears in this game. I, I thought it was a, a fun game to watch, and I I just really sh- I really think they showed their you know, their, their nitty-grittiness with the Chicago Bears in this yeah. game. Yep, the Bears got it done when they needed to get it done, and I think uh, something I pulled out of this game is that the 49ers are no longer an elite team. Um, I think um, they have some some um, identity crisis. I think they need to find themselves. Yeah. Um, I feel like Trey Lance is, you know, it, it's an ident- it, they need to find their identity. They need to figure it out. They need to figure out... Um, you know why they're they're they're, put, they're putting on the pads every day, and and how they're going to play every day. Um, you know I feel like there was just a lot missing out of that game, um, on all three phases of the ball from the 49ers. Uh, but they got a good coach over there, so I'm sure they they they'll, they'll, they'll pick it up sometime mid season and uh, find their bearings. Yeah, I mean hopefully, because yeah. I don't want the. I don't want the Chicago Bears to take this mentality within the division, you know. Thinking, um, oh, we beat the Nor- the Niners, you know, playoff team last year, blah, 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 blah. No, it's going to be the Vikings division this year. So <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. There you go. All right. All right. And then uh, the next game we have here was uh, Baker Mayfield returning to his hometown in Cleveland versus the Browns. The Cleveland Browns versus Carolina Panthers in a – uh, I mean, the Browns kind of smacked on them. Um, the score is a little closer than it had seemed originally, but the Browns won 26-24 against the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield. Um, what do you think about this one? Um, yeah, I think it was just Nick Chubb's kind of day. Um, you've seen this guy. You've, you've, you've seen what he's done before. He's a beast. He runs through guys, breaks tackles. He just gets the job done. And but like 25 carries and 140 yards, this guy this guy is meant to run the football, and that's what he showed against the Panthers. Yeah. You know, with Jacoby Brissett, it's – I'm still not – you know, it's not solidified with this guy. I, I, I don't know what to think about him. He's been a backup almost like Mitchell Trubisky his, his entire career. And, I mean, the Panthers kind of shut him down a little bit. I mean, he was – less than half with his, you know, completion and, and attempt rate. So I I think that's big ups towards the Panthers' defense, but I don't really know what to take away from this game, to be honest. Yeah, it was seen— Besides, you know, Nick Chubb being Nick Chubb. Yeah, it, it almost seemed like a very average, middle-of-the-pack game, like uh, like a, a 2016 Chargers versus, um, you know— <laughs> um, at the Jets, I don't know. It it just yeah, you know it's it's, it's it's two quarterbacks who are trying to find themselves. Defenses are average, um, you know. But you got those one or one or two star players in there that are making making things happen. You got Nick Chubb with the twenty two carries, one hundred forty one yards. Um, Robbie Anderson picked up five catches for one hundred and two yards and a tutty. Christian McCaffrey, a little bit of a yeah, he was nice, a little bit of a, a bit of a slow day. Got stopped. Yeah, you know, I I, I yeah, and the Browns I defenses. Know. I don't know if he got stopped though, because why is Christian McCaffrey only run, running the ball ten times? Why is McCaffrey not getting fed well, in like previous point. years? Um, yeah, ten carries, thirty-three yards is atrocious. Um, one touchdown though. Well, you think that this this might have been the coming out game for Baker Mayfield? I mean, I mean it's probably true too, because <laughs> you want to see what you have in your quarterback's ability. So. Yeah, I mean, well, we can move to Baker Mayfield's stats at 16 and 27. That's under 50% completion percentage, 
235 yards, not bad. One passing touchdown and one interception. Um, you know. Yeah, I think that I think that's I think that was what the game plan was for the Panthers. You know, playing against the Browns. I think, you know, Baker Mayfield. I think he went up to his head coach and was like, "Listen, let me take control of this game. I want the rock. Let me throw it." Yeah. And I think the head coach was like, "You know what? I'll, all right, fine. You know, show yourself." And tight game, but took the L. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Browns run away with it with a uh, a game winning field goal. Um. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I, I, I don't really, really have a view really on those much. two teams. There. Yeah. Those. You know, it's week yeah. one. It's a weird game. You know, it's. I'm gonna have to see them uh, play for. It's a like few the battle. Of, the battle of the unpredictables. So that's what it is. Yeah. And you still got Deshaun Watson coming back, like, week, what, seven or eight or something like that? No. Maybe, I think I he comes like back, like, 12. 12. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. I don't know. Suspension. Yeah, I'm not sure what his usage is going to be when he does come back. Then. Yeah. If anything. Um, do you have the next score here? Uh, I do have the next score. It's the Eagles and Detroit game. This was this was a closer game than I thought it would be. Um, the Eagles pulled out a close one, 38-35 against the Lions in Detroit. Um, the line was the, – the scorecard was kind of nuts. I mean, Philly was shut out in the first quarter. Detroit put up seven. Philly then scored 24 points in the second quarter. Um Detroit kind of catching up at this point. I mean, let's look at the stats real quick. Jalen Hurts had a hell of a Jaylen game. I know Hurts. that. Read yeah. off those stats. Um, stats are honestly currently unavailable right now for some reason. NFL is lacking. Um, then I'll but what's... Well, I'm going to go off of fantasy here because I know Miles Sanders also had a huge game here too. What was uh, – I know you had Miles Sanders on your, your team, I you did. freaking dick. He on my bench, yeah. Show me what's up. He was on your bench? Yeah, he dropped 18. Well, he was supposed to split carries with Boston Scott from what I heard, but um, right. Miles Sanders, obviously. I mean, he, he had um, 13 carries, something like that, three catches and a tutty. So, I mean, that's yeah. It's not. I wouldn't say it's running okay. back. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's running back one numbers. I think if you didn't get the tutty, it's a lower. It's a much lower score at the end of the day. But <clears throat> yeah, um, I have the stats pulled up now. There we go. So Jalen Hurts, eighteen for thirty-two, two hundred forty-three yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, so big yards. But it was mostly the running game that took control of this this game. Miles Sanders, 13 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. Jalen Hurts. Jay, actually, Jalen Hurts had a rushing touchdown. There you go. Wow. There you go. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, I think that was their, that's their second. Mm-hmm. Their second running back had a touchdown. Boston Scott also had a touchdown. There you go. So Yeah, they kind of spread the know, wealth The rushing there. game kind of took control of this game. Yeah, they really did. I mean, they, these guys are these guys are at like top level talent though i mean kenneth Gainwell, he's known for his his receiving um abilities boston boston scott the same but i mean that guy's fast on his feet as well um but yeah i mean you can you can say say much about the lines as well um i know deandre swift had a pretty decent game um jared goff he actually came out decent you know he's jared goff you're not really talking about a superstar here 20 over 37 215 yards two touchdowns and a pick um and he kind of he came alive in the fourth quarter you know we talk a lot of talk a lot of stuff about jared goff being not that not that clutch guy in the in the fourth quarter in those moments but you know two two passing touchdowns back at that time and and he kept it close but deandre swift was the was the powerhouse scoring for the Lions, 15 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Jamal Williams as well. I mean, 
the rushing game for these these two teams are are pretty decent. Um, Jamal Williams two touchdowns as well. So just no rushing. It was a close game. Yeah, just no rushing defenses, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, it's a very. Um, I think it's the highest scoring scoring game of the week, besides possibly the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs game. But you want to, yeah, super close game, and and I'm I'm glad the Eagles got the win there. Um, keep Lions out of the division race, although I don't think they were they're going to be a threat this year. Yeah. But you want to talk about that Chiefs game? Um, yeah, we could just skip to it. Why not? Um, oh, what do you have pulled up? What do you have pulled up? No, it's okay. We'll we'll skip to it here. The Chiefs uh, beat the Arizona Cardinals forty four to twenty one. Initial thoughts out of this game from about both teams. Um, the Chiefs do not need Tyreek, so we can throw that yeah. out the window. You know, are the Chiefs the same team with without Tyreek? Yes, <clears throat> they are. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is still that dude. Um, he looked yeah. completely unstoppable. Um, you know, there's not much else to say besides uh, the Cardinals' defense had absolutely no answers for this Chiefs team. Um, Kyler Murray needs uh, a second look by this coaching staff. At Arizona, he he's making a lot of horrible reads on the defense, um, you know, on on, on the defensive personnel, and he, he's making bad throws, and he just did not look very good out there today. Cardinals offense in general, they did put up twenty one points. Um, Kyler Murray threw a sixty four percentage, sixty four percent completion percentage. Which is uh it's fairly good. 193 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions with the 103 QBR, which is one of the top of Week One. Um, not too much too much rushing uh, uh of yardage, you know, not much going on there. The biggest uh receiver of the day was Greg Dortch, seven receptions, 63 yards, 24 <laughs> being the longest. Um, a name I was not expecting to see there, but yeah, not hey, much out of the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, not much going on out of the Cardinals. Um, Patrick Mahomes, though, <clears throat> 30 completions for 39 attempts. He actually broke his record in this game and completed his first <laughs> 12 passes in a row. Uh, he had a 76.9 completion percentage, 360 yards, and five passing touchdowns, zero interceptions with a perfect QBR um, to, end the, to end the game, he uh, his favorite target of the day was actually the rookie Isaiah Pac- Pacheco Pac- <laughs> Paco Pacheco. Sorry, but I don't know how to say your name. But um, I know he's the rookie. They just picked him up. He uh, yeah. he got uh, twelve targets or twelve catches. Or you know what? He's a he is a uh, running back. Sorry, right. sorry about that, Chiefs fans. <clears throat> Anyways, he had uh, he had twelve rushes for sixty two yards and uh, a touchdown, so pretty good looks. Optimistic about the rookie um, receiving, um, obviously number one Travis Kelsey coming in with eight catches, one hundred twenty one yards, and uh, and a touchdown. And they looked absolutely unstoppable. Unstoppable, kind of spread the wealth throughout. Six catches for Juju Smith Schuster, um, Valdez Scantling with four, Clyde Edwards Hilaire with three, Sky Moore, Jarek McKinnon, McCall Hardman. Um, just spreading the wealth all over the place, and Mahomes looks like he's going to be in the AFC Championship um, for a third year in a row. Kind of feel bad for McCall Hardman here. I mean, he had a uh, this guy just kind of took over the, before or after Tyreek left. McCall Hardman was probably going to be like you know maybe number two, two guy probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know who their first. Their first guy is Travis Kelsey. So he's probably going to be the second guy, and then pick up Juju Smith, and then he got Marquez coming in, and kind of just falls right back in the same spot he was last year, and in the years he's been on the Chiefs. Yeah, so yeah. I just I, want to throw that out there. I feel bad for the guy. I agree with that, but I mean, it, does he have a bigger role anywhere else? I mean, maybe, but we don't really know what he can. You know, he has shown promising. Um, plays and whatnot but we really don't know anything besides that you know you know there's much more to the receiver position besides catching the ball you know route running you got to block um sometimes they ask special teams of you so um there could be other factors there so will we see uh the chiefs um and the bills in the afc championship this year um for this first game 
God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I hope. If That's we, a good answer. If the, Bills, if the Bills make it to the playoffs, I need um, Herbert, Burrow, um, Carr, someone. Someone needs to take out the Chiefs before they reach us because uh, I just don't want to deal with it again. They've, uh, they've knocked us out Next. two years in a row, and if they make it three, it is going to be heartbreaking. And I will never be able to yep. forgive Mahomes. So that'll be tough. <clears throat> but um, All right, Let's get this Mahomes talk out of us. So the uh, the next game here is the Ravens versus the Jets. This was um, this was a gimme. Uh, kind of what we expected. Uh, the Ravens didn't actually look all that great besides Lamar Jackson, who looked unbelievable. Um, he, he threw a couple dimes. I saw the no-look pass highlight. Um I believe Duvernay got one, um, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, not much out of him, but uh, it was Rashad Bateman and Devin du- du- Duvernay with a uh, with a two touchdowns and um, kind of shed the wealth around Lamar Jackson, fifty percent, two thirteen, three touchdowns and, a, and an interception, but. <clears throat> You know, it's just really the storyline is the Jets being the Jets. Uh, I would have been very surprised if the Ravens walked out of here with an L. Right, yeah. I think the Ravens, you can't really take much from this game. Um, You know, the Jets being the Jets, like you said, the defense, you know, not really, you know, putting up numbers against like a half elite Ravens offense. Lamar Jackson (laughs) being the half elite part. Um I think what you can take from this is that Lamar Jackson is learning to throw the football to different receivers. He's learning to he's learning to I guess read the field better. Um, like you said, Devin Duvernay had two catches, and these guys that were you know behind uh, Marquise Brown, um, Rashad Bateman also had a touchdown. So. He's he's throwing to these guys and these guys these guys are stepping up for him which which I'm excited about and I'm I'm excited about the Baltimore Ravens this year and I'm excited about Lamar Jackson um, being that guy this year and and you know I can't really say much about the Jets um, the Jets being the Jets one thing I do want to say though uh, why are you not starting Mike White I mean you've seen what this guy does for you I don't know why you're starting a 65 year old Joe Flacco he's not elite anymore. Um, I don't know why he's still in the league. He needs to retire, and I need you to start Mike White. You, he's shown what he's done for the Jets, you know, per or before you know Zach Wilson time, and he, give him the opportunity. Come on, and that's my take. Yeah, I think Flacco has that veteran presence um, that they probably wanted out on the field, especially with the rookies going out there and whatnot. And then um, a touchdown in the fourth quarter, threw one touchdown. <clears throat> yep. Ugly. Yeah, yeah. Ugly I have I have big hopes for uh, for Lamar and the Ravens here this year. I know Lamar just turned down that big contract. Um, you know, well, not big enough uh, as far as guaranteed money Self-agent. goes. But, um, you know, I'm sure they'll figure that out. They're they're not going to lose Lamar there in uh, in Baltimore. No. But the uh, the next game we got here is actually a uh, a divisional game, um, shared with the Bills in the AFC East. We have the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. I watched. This entire game and my eyes started to bleed. Um, the Dolphins won twenty to seven. Now, I, you might look at the score that, that score and, and and believe that Tua, you know, had this great game and 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 Tyreek and and Waddle like they're you know this is they've got the offense now you know. I just was not sold. Um, first of all, the Patriots look horrible. They, they, I, they honestly might be the worst team in the league, and that's hard to say with Belichick at the helm. But they look horrible. Mac Jones, um, twenty-one for thirty, two hundred thirteen yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, Damian Harris, <clears throat> um, nine rushes, forty-eight yards. Um, Jacoby Myers looked like he was having a pretty good game, but he actually only had four catches, 55 yards. Offense just could not get clicking for the Patriots. Um, the defense for Miami looked outstanding. Um, three turnovers. Yep. 
What's that? I said, yep. Yep. Three turnovers. X looked amazing. Um, they got they got this linebacker. Uh, I can't give you the name now, but they've got this linebacker who looked unbelievable um, for Miami. Um, uh, Waddle had a nice breakaway touchdown at the end of the second half. Um, the Patriots were kind of, um, you know, trying to call a timeout, trying to trying to get the ball back, get a get at least a field goal before the the half was over. Um, good play call. Uh, they were playing uh, zone defense. They found a gap to Waddle, and he broke away for a nice 50-60 yard touchdown. I'd say that was the the best throw of the game I saw from Tua. Other than that, they tire they they um they targeted Tyreek. Um, I think like 13, 14 times he ended up with only eight catches, ninety four yards. Um, it seemed like they were going to him on every single play. Um, every you know three downs, you know Tyreek would get. A target or a rush or um you know he was just all he was part of the scheme on every single play uh waddle didn't really get into it until that big that big catch and run if it wasn't for that big catch and run he, he would have i believe uh 15 20 yards um tua missed his target on multiple occasions um and i believe tua was sacked uh i think the dolphins o-line gave up um, a number of sacks here. Uh, I can't get a number on that, but I, I know they gave up a number of sacks. Um, three, from what I'm seeing here. But um, to be honest, it looked like a low-quality battle. Um, I expected a little more out of the Dolphins. The Patriots look horrendous, and that's my that's my take on it. The Dolphins kind of need to figure it out, clean it up. Um, find more weapons that just isn't, you know, just your new weapon, your new toy Tyreek. And, you know, two has got to look a little sharper for me to, to be convinced. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Tua. I just don't think he has like, like enough arm to be in the NFL. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, these, these passes look like they're getting there, but they're just not. He's got he's using all of his might to throw like a 40 45 45 yard pass and and I know it's a, it's it's a, it's a long throw but I mean that's that's doable for you know these 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 guys that are better than Tua and I mean I'm talking about Justin Herbert I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen and he was around when these guys were around when they, when they first started so I think I think it's this guy I don't think it's I just don't think he's like strong enough to be in the NFL. I, I just don't. But I'm going to move on to a more positive positive side. Jalen Waddle, like you said, an explosive game. Tyreek Hill didn't have a touchdown, but you know picked up some big yards. And, and I didn't watch this game, but I think the Dolphins, from what I'm seeing and, and the highlights that I'm watching and, uh, and the score that I'm looking at right now, I, I think they're going to be – they're going to be um, – they might be a contender in the division this uh, this year. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more. <clears throat> okay. I think the uh, the Dolphins are going to lose their next three games. Okay. Uh, they got right the, the yep, they got the Ravens, they got the Bills, they got the Chargers. Um, <laughs> I think they start off the season one and three. That's a motivation killer. Um, I think Tua doesn't make good decisions he doesn't have the arm strength he can't run the ball his o-line is is you know questionable right now um the really really the only thing that's keep seemed like it's keeping the dolphins on his feet is the is their defense so i'll give them props but um you know if you if you want to make it far if you want to make it deep in the playoffs or make it to the playoffs you need a quarterback and i'm not convinced like i said yeah, you're just not set yeah <laughs> no um so i'm gonna skip through a few games here we're a little short on time so the colts versus the texans actually ended in a tie um right i went through overtime um you know not much to say about that game J- jt and michael Pittman, matt ryan looked great in my opinion um i think the colts have a bright yeah. future over there um yeah, I mean, yeah. I can say the same um, against the Texans. Not really, not really much. I mean, the Texans are kind of like a rebuilding team right now. So I guess you can kind of say this is like a disappointing win. I don't know if you really say that that much, 
But this might be a disappointing win for the the Colts, or not even a win, a tie. Yeah, yeah what am I tie. saying? So this is just yeah, this is disappointing. This is a disappointing. That was a disappointing game for the Colts. I think. Yeah. For sure, and then we uh, and then we move on to the Raiders versus the Chargers. The Chargers pull out of this one, twenty four to nineteen. Um, it was really a great, was a great game. game. I mean, it was it was, that was a football game. Um, great talent all over the field. Devontae Adams got got his. Um, you know, um, Eckler got his. You know, Herbert looked pretty good. Defense held up. Um, Chargers came out on top there in the divisional game, twenty four to nineteen. Um, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, Justin Herbert just being the guy. Um, I really like Justin Herbert. I think him. I think he's going to take the Chargers far this year, and I think um, running game is also pretty decent. Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly. Um, I think the and your receiver core can't forget, can't forget about the new pickup Jared Everett as the tight end. Can't forget about Keenan, Keenan Allen as well. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be good this year. I, I think they're going to be. They're going to be contenders as well. Yeah, I think both these teams are going to be good this year. They both look great. Um, both guys, their quarterbacks, both have star players. They'll they'll be set. It's just a very tough division. Um, right. I'm going to skip here to the Giants versus the Titans. Um, <laughs> my my big game here, or my my big takeaway is Saquon Barkley is fucking back. Saquon yeah. Barkley is back, and he looks so good. He looks so good. He he was getting so hype on every run that he made. He had two big breakaways, one for a touchdown, or um, I think he was cut short, and then they ended up handing it to him for a touchdown. But he looked great. I'm glad they got the win here. Titans, um, you know, I kind of had Titans high up there in my in my predictions for the year, and kind of a disappointment. Derrick Henry got laid out by a linebacker, uh, a little. <laughs> A little, you know, gasoline on the on the fire, but um, I'm sure they'll bounce bounce back from that. Yeah, I think um, that last that last field goal field goal call, or not the field goal, the, the two point conversion <laughs> call with the Giants. Um, I think that was a huge that was a huge coaching call, and for the Giants to you know you know they usually start off week one and the Giants schedule in, in the past years, and their record has not been you know like good um yeah to be frank but i think with this coaching staff and starting off week one with a dub a close dub and on the two-point conversion i think i think this coaching staff might might uh might turn the giants around a little bit they might have a you know a slightly better season than they've had before yeah. i think it's i think it's because of saquon's back i think he's healthy um if he stays healthy then then they're gonna be they're gonna be you know Slightly better than last year. Yeah, they they got the new head coach over there, Brian Dayball, coming over from the, the Buffalo Bills. And if right. you know if they, if he's pulling anything out of the Buffalo Bills organization, um, taking over to the Giants, I think they're gonna they're gonna look a little better this year. So, I agree. Um, and then we had the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys in the Monday night game, or Sunday night game. I apologize. Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys. This game was boring. It was so boring. The Cowboys suck. Yeah. I don't know what's going on um, with the Cowboys. The Cowboys' season's over. They look so bad. Zeke can't do anything. Prescott is blind. Um, you know, their defense, Trayvon Diggs, I I said this in a previous podcast, do not put Trayvon Diggs ahead of Stephon Diggs in the top 100. Trayvon Diggs gave up um, a touchdown, like an easy little out route touchdown um, he also gave up a few other plays in this game while his brother um, just <laughs> exposed the best cornerback in the league. So, yep. you know, this this Cowboys team is a mess. They need a revamp. They need, you know, they have these star big names, star players, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, on on yeah. the other side, Tom Brady, um, you know, did what he had to do to win. Um, usually, how he how, what he does, you know, he he doesn't. Tom Brady's never been the guy to come out and have a massive game. He you know he always just gets the job done. He's a clutch guy, and they they came out and did that. So, yeah, uh, you kind of feel bad for Dak Prescott. Um, you know, he's out with that thumb, that broken thumb for six to eight weeks now, and you can't really say much about the Cowboys before then. I mean, they still sucked even before he went down. And I'm, I'm talking about this first game. And it's it's looking like a downward spiral 
right now for the Dallas Cowboys, and and I really think it's it's coaching staff. I think you need to fire Mike McCarthy. Um, like like you said, Brad, they have the weapons. I mean, Dak Prescott is good when he's healthy. Um, Tony Pollard, I think he's better than Zeke Elliott. I, um, you have Ceedee Lamb, and you have the weapons to be a you know a decent team, but you're just not making the right calls, and and your defense is not just stepping up when they need to step up, and and um. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys this year. <clears throat> yeah, and honestly, I didn't really see. You know, Buccaneers are in the talks of, you know, Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders. The Bucks will be the Bucks with Brady. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Wait, it, it, like, like we've said multiple times, um, it's kind of early to tell. But you know, I didn't see too much out of them. But um, yeah, and then tonight's match. Uh, the Seahawks and the Broncos. Seahawks pull it out, seventeen to sixteen. Russell Wilson entering his um, his old team stadium and uh, losing by one. Yeah, I know you had uh, uh, Russell Wilson this week in fantasy. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, I guess decent for you, but came into twelfth man stadium and kind of got shut down i mean the seattle seattle was coming into this game looking looking like a shit show you had no idea who was going to be the quarterback you have no idea if their defense is going to be at least average this year and they came out and shut russell wilson up i mean there was a stat i was watching the game and there was a stat saying he had plus touchdowns in the fourth quarter um throughout his career and he he had zero and I really think this was this was a huge game for Seattle. This was a huge game for Seattle and Pete Carroll to show Russell Wilson, you know, Seattle and show media and show the NFL that Seattle can still be a contender even even when you don't have your top guy anymore. Yeah. And, and I think the real story here is Geno Smith. Yes. They might have a guy. Yes. They might have a guy. I mean, he looked promising. For what are the, okay, Maybe not. Maybe not that guy. But well, listen, ahead. listen. For you to come in, you know, you really, you know, how much playing time have you gotten in the past years? You know, and and for you to come in and beat a team with Jerry Judy, a you know, a team with with a top ten overall defense the past five years, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson at the helm. I mean. You know, for you to sit there and compete and, and to pull out a win for your for your team is, in my eyes, that's a promising look. You know, obviously a lot to build on, but yeah, um, I just want to I just want to quick touch on the uh, on Seattle's red zone defense. It was it was phenomenal this game. I mean, um, I think they were like over four in in the red zone in, in like the last in the fourth quarter or something like that, or even the third and fourth quarter, and and it was. <laughs> It was just lights out in the red zone for Seattle, and I just I wanted to touch on that. And, yeah, and I also I also I just like that. Yeah, I want to add in Geno Smith might have had the highest passing percentage um, percentage percentage of completion at a eighty two point one, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Twenty three for twenty eight uh, with two touchdowns, one ninety five. I mean, uh, that sounds like a Kirk Cousins type of day. <laughs> In my opinion, and speaking, I know you're not comparing Geno Smith to Kirk Cousins. And speaking of Kirk Cousins, um, I'm actually I'm gonna head out, and I'm gonna leave this last comment here. Um, the 2023 Super Bowl will be between the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings, and with that, um, Jack's gonna give you a rundown of why the Vikings are gonna make it all the way. Um, the Vikings are going to make it all the way because their new head coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell, um, his aggressive offense, um, mentality, the mentality that he has is bang, 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 offense, offense, offense. And I am loving it. Mike Zimmer can fuck off. You can go dig a hole and live in it forever. I don't really give a shit. Kevin O'Connell. I really hope that you take us to the Super Bowl, and I really hope that it was really just coaching staff that needed to be changed. And we have the weapons. Just please don't let us down. I'm getting a little emotional. <clears throat> um, 
but yeah, I, I really think that this this might be the year for the, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins has always been that guy, and Justin Jefferson, and you have Dalvin Cook, and you have you know slightly decent defense, but with the new coaching staff and you know twenty three to seven blowout win over the Packers, and you know the Packers losing weapons as well, I think we have a good shot this year. Yeah, yeah, and I want to touch on, up on the Vikings. I mean, you guys have. You know that 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 trio right there, Kirk Cousins. Crazy. Kirk Cousins. First of all, it's under. I mean, he's underrated. Um, I'm pretty sure most NFL fans know that. And then you have Dalvin Cook at the running back position, running back one. And then you have Justin Jefferson, who quite um, he, by the end of the year he might be the best receiver in the league. Um, you know, he had 100 what 150 yards in the first half. Unheard of. I'll agree with that. I'll agree he's with absolutely that. ridiculous. Um, as long as this team can hold it together you know i don't see why they can't make it i'm gonna be honest with you i don't either and that would be insane for us because me and jack are going to see uh the vikings play the bills in buffalo week 11 12 9 10 something like that something like that and that would be crazy to see almost like a preview if it you know yeah if it were to play out if it were to happen yep yeah, I mean, hopefully this is the year for both of us. Who knows? But Pray to God. all I know is there's going to be one winner, and I hope it's the Vikings. Yep. All right. Um, I want to. I want to. Who is the? I want to ask you a question. Who is the biggest letdown of Week One? The biggest letdown for Week One. Oh, that's a good question. Um, shoot, I'm probably gonna say probably Denver. I'm going to say Denver is probably the biggest letdown for week one. Um, I'll expand on that by saying Russell Wilson. And I'll expand on that by saying Seattle was unexpected. Um, I think the Denver Broncos came in as, or we're going to, I think they went into to Seattle and thought they might, they're probably going to blow this team out of the water. And, let me rephrase that. I think Russell Wilson had the mentality of uh, be the dog, win the game. But I think the rest of the Denver Broncos had the mentality of these are the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to be dog shit this year. We have the number one quarterback in this football game. I think that's what the Denver Broncos, most of the team, were thinking. And I think Russell Wilson, they just weren't on the same page. And I think the chemistry lacked. And I think Russell Wilson made some some Aaron throws. And I think, um, I think he was just smarter. I think if he used his legs more, he probably would have pulled a dub out of this game yeah i could see that i could see that for sure um yeah who's your who's your biggest uh opposite of letdown so i'm gonna say who 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 had like the most explosive i guess yeah someone you thought you know you didn't think much of coming into the season had a great week one um didn't think much of the season. It had a great week one. <sighs> Probably a great week one. Um, dog, I I, I want to say... I want to say the Saints, but I also want to say Philly. Um, yeah, but Philly's I'm probably going to stick with the Saints... Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna stick with the Saints just just because of how unpredictable and um how how talked down this team was coming into the NFL season with with an with a questionable quarterback and and custom the coaching staff you know being subpar. Um, I think they I think they showed out against the Saints or against the Falcons and I think Jameis Winston you know proved he can be the guy. I think Taysom Hill being also that guy um, showed up and I think they really surprised people with this dub here in Atlanta. Yeah. Alright. Is that how we're feeling? Yeah. I uh I can agree with you there. Yeah. I think uh um, I think that's I think it's overall census, yeah. you know. Should be. I would probably say I my Falcons probably had average defense. Yeah, I'd probably say my biggest um opposite of letdown for week one would be um the team that resides in Western New York, 
known as the Buffalo Bills. And the reason I'm going to say that is because you're a Buffalo Bills fan, and I have my doubts. I I didn't have my doubts about this team. I had my doubts about whether or not we would come out and play the way I know we can. And you know, I I made that bet with you. By the way, thank you for sending me the money that we would win by more than two touchdowns. And that's because I know how this team can play. And when Josh Allen's clicking on all cylinders, there's no one that can stop the Buffalo Bills. But um, yep. like I said, opposite of letdown, um, you know, the Bills obviously did not let me down. So, Okay, so um, being realistic, who was your actual pick? Um. <clears throat> Opposite. So I know you kind of agree with me on the Eagles. No, no, no. Like your actual pick. Because the Bills weren't going to let you down. Sure. You're, so you're saying. Your actual pick. You're saying a team that I didn't really have high hopes for and they played great. They showed out, yeah. All right. I'm going to go with the. Um, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. Holy shit. Okay. Jack. Huh. The Steelers, I had, I had zero. I thought the Steelers were going to be terrible. I'm going to be honest. I knew they had a decent defense with Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, but to come out at the gates four, Jack four turnovers against the AFC champions in the first half. To come out, you know, the second half they they gave it up a little bit, but that first half was, you know, great. Trubisky, you know, did his job. The Steelers came out and and they somehow. They did the same thing last year against the Bills. They somehow come out when when really they should have never had this game in the bag. They come out and put the AFC champions um, on their ass in week one. And that was probably um, my biggest surprise for week one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree one. I would have to agree with that. Yep. All right. Uh you gonna call this podcast? Yep, I think uh, I think we're all good. I think we went through all the games, kind of covered every, all the main headlines, so I'm good to go. All right, thanks everybody for joining us today in this tonight. It's a, little, a little late now, but uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for um, tagging along with this podcast episode. Stay tuned for the next one, um, and yeah, we'll see you guys later. Deuces. <laughs>